0: Okay, am Tov, <clears throat> we continue in the safer Dasa spiros with a little break. Today is the fourth class. We finished all the introductions and we're in the first of the essays. And this first essay is going to dovetail some of the introductions. So I'm going to try to skip parts of this first chapter, not to be redundant into what we've done last week, although I'm sure we need to review a little bit what we did last week as well. But the name of the first essay is called Malas Havonas Darche Hashem The Virtues of Understanding the Ways of Hashem. Now we kind of discussed that in the introduction, so we're going to uh, try to discuss, there'll be a little repetition, but I'll try to um, focus on the areas that we did not mention, that have not been mentioned in the introductory uh, classes for this. And again, he, the author starts with the, uh, the famous question, um, like what's the importance of learning this type of Torah, this concealed Torah, and how is it relevant in practice? And again, um, there's a lot of words from great rabbis that are going to be brought down in the course of our learning. The Arizal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato, the Vilna Gon, etc., etc., all revealing to us the conduct of Hashem and how he relates to this world via the ten spheres, And where is the practical benefits for this? So again, the, the first and the most major one is <clears throat> that to the degree that a person recognizes Hashem more and the degree that he understands the deeper um, understanding of God's conduct, it's easier to connect to Hashem. That's just like anything else in the world. The more, but it's not just understanding Hashem per se, but it's understanding His conduct, and that is what Lutzado mentioned in that pasuk of to know today and bring it into your heart. And when you're bringing something into your heart, what's really happening is you're bringing into your heart that everything that's in this world is to reveal God's. Conduct, and that everything is good and everything is correct. In other words, not only to believe in Hashem, but to understand that everything Hashem is doing good. And this whole idea, there's various terms that are used to describe this. And he's saying that from this from this true wisdom, we're able to acknowledge and inform people the world about God's unity, that every way you look at everything in this world to understand it is all directed back in a unified way to Hashem directing traffic. Whatever was, whatever is, whatever will be is supervised in the most specific way and that can only be understood by learning this type of Torah. And therefore, certain questions that we have about God's conduct just cease to exist. And the more you could appreciate what what someone is doing, just like in a relationship, the more you understand where they're coming from and what they're doing makes a lot of sense, the more you can feel closer to the person. And Lutzado uh, is brought down to say, he talks a lot about how it's important to learn this type of Torah. And this is called, The idea of tikkunim. Tikkunim means literally repairs. And the repairs mean that without our understanding, it seems that things are working dysfunctionally. One of the reasons people will deny God's existence is they feel the world is dysfunctional. And if it's dysfunctional, it's because of chaos. And therefore, there's no God in a dysfunctional world. So when we study this Torah and we understand that there is not chaos and there's not dysfunction, then that is the tikkun. That is the correction that we understand about this world. And therefore the Talmud explains, the Jerusalem Talmud says, that although there are three cardinal averos of immorality, idol worship, and um, uh, murder, he says like this, Hashem could even look the other way, so to speak, even after those three sins. I mean, not to let it go completely, but he, he can find a way to forgive us. He can find a way of finding a way to help us out, so to speak. He, he can let it go, so to speak, but uh, not if you're studying the words of mysticism and these these this Torah Ha'emes. And this Hashem cannot, cannot let it go. In other words, Hashem um, can let everything go, but Hashem says, you know, Halofai, they would leave me, but keep my Torah. If you would understand the mystical side of things, then you can find a way to bring yourself back even from the worst sins. If you understand that this is a not a dysfunctional world, but a really well-functioning world. And that means even the dysfunction within people in God's functioning world can be repaired. That's how unified everything is. We think when people sit into do al we've broken the system, it can't be fixed, and there's nothing better for me, and I can't continue. And it's filled with so many dysfunctional people that the whole world is dysfunctional. It's not true. And the biggest proof is, look at the terrible things humanity is doing. But Hashem is saying, if you would still believe in the overall functionality of reality, by understanding Hashem, well, and that gives us understanding of where mistakes come from, where um, intentional errors come from, and all the other destruct, apparently destructive behaviors come from. But it's all unified back to a plan and a purpose that Hashem has. Then Hashem can find a way to forgive the Jewish people no matter what because you understand there is a bigger picture. But if you don't believe in any of this, and you say I'm a failure, and that's it then you, you don't even have the ability to help yourself. And that's what Hashem is saying. I I, I could forgive you for the worst sins in the world if you understand the system that's involved. And that means the healing that can still come. You got to believe that you can be healed. If you don't believe you can be healed, then Hashem has no reason to, to, to stay with you. So if we would stick with the deeper understanding of reality, then Hashem says, I, I, can, I can hang on with you. But if you are totally clueless to that, then I'm not able to help you. And that is what the Lutzado also said in the, for, the, for the sake of this type of learning, of this Kabbalah, which is the beginning of all the repairs, so to speak. As Rav Shimon Bar Yochai said, in the merit of learning this type of study, the Jewish people will leave the exile. So this exile, which is a manifestation of apparent dysfunctionality, but not real dysfunctionality. If we would study this Torah, we would be able to get out of the Golas. And that's very interesting with this. and the footnote, he says an interesting thing. There's a famous Gomorrah that when the Torah is about to be given at Sinai and Moshe went up to the mountain to get the Torah, the angels wanted to stop him. And the angel said, Why do you want to give the Torah to humanity? And Hashem said to Moshe, Give them an answer. So Moshe gives them an answer and he says, Well, look what it says in the Torah. Torah says, Honor your father and mother. Turns to angels, Do you have parents? Torah says, You shouldn't kill. Turns to angels, Do you plan on killing? So Moshe wins the day. He wins the argument, he gets the Torah. The obvious question that all the commentaries ask, didn't the angels know that question? Didn't the angels know that? The angels knew this, that, that what was in the Torah. So why did they even bring up the topic? So the Tzadok says, they didn't want the revealed, the re- real part of the Torah that says don't kill and honor your father, they had no problem with the Jews having that. Because that is the quote-unquote superficial part of the Torah. It's a part of the Torah. It's an important part of the Torah. The angels knew that doesn't apply to them. So that, let the Jews have it. You oh, Go out of your parents. What's the problem with that? Don't kill. Don't be jealous. Clearly that's smart. But they wanted to have the part of the secrets of the Torah. They didn't want mankind to have the secrets of the Torah. And that's what Hashem gave to them as well. And that's the critical point. Because that is where it can pick you up and and, 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 and save you in such a great way. And the angel said, they're not going to be able to handle this properly. We could have all kinds of charlatans. When you're dealing with mysticism, you, you can make terrible mistakes. It's a much more powerful tool that if used incorrectly, can be much more destructive you know, if you're going to take the written law, there's, there's only so much you can do with it, what's there. The understanding of how to do mitzvahs and that, that this, it's, a, has a li- it's powerful, but relatively limited to the hidden part that is so expansive and is so powerful. And God forbid, if that falls into human hands and they're used in a incorrect way, we get all kinds of problems like a Shabtai Tzvii or things like that, that brought tremendous destruction to the Jewish people. So they didn't want to let that go, but Hashem said, still, I'm going to give it to the Jewish people, because, you know what, all the things that Moshe talked about in physical mitzvahs, if they don't have a deeper Kabbalistic understanding, then the physical mitzvahs aren't going to accomplish what they're meant to accomplish. So that's an important idea. I'm going to skip the part that talked about the three reasons to study Chachmas, which we already discussed before, uh, now we get another virtue that is discussed, and uh, in terms of the value of learning Chachmas Emes that he brings from the Zohar, and that's even quoted from the Prima and he says like this: He says the now the Prima was one of the commentaries on the Shocheron now, why we are prefacing this? Because he wasn't noted. You have the Shulchan Aruch, the Code of Jewish Law, is basically the revealed part of the Torah. How to do mitzvahs, how to keep Shabbos, how to do this. And the commentaries were discussing issues of how to understand the activities that are part of mitzvahs. The, the, the Shulchan Aruch and the, co, and the commentaries are not Kabbalistic. That's the point we're trying to make. The prima Primagodim was um, the plume of one of these halachists, so to speak. And he writes, though, in one of his letters, he talks about this hidden Torah, this true Torah. And he says that a person merits to learn this hidden Torah, there's no greater virtue than that. And even though when you look at the revealed part of the Torah, you're learning Hilches Shabbos, and you're learning all the details of Hilches Shabbos, and there are much details, Mutzah, this, that, so detailed. He says it's a great virtue, But the hidden Torah, he used an expression, no eye has seen the value of studying this. Meaning to say it's beyond what you can imagine, studying the hidden parts of the Torah. And since it's written by a halachist, that means there's a tremendous, everyone agrees it's an important thing. It's not just for Kabbalists. And therefore the, the values, the virtues, the benefits are beyond description. You can't Describe how amazing these things are, which is similar wording to what's going to happen in the times of the Messianic era. We cannot, when Alumhaba comes, we can't describe it's it's a it's a reality. It's beyond our physical understanding. So therefore, studying this, in other words, what he's really saying is: you take a Jew who was a Shomer Torah missus, he keeps mitzvahs, but has no deeper understanding of what's going on, he'll be rewarded. The one who has a much deeper understanding, that reward, that connection to Hashem cannot be described to one who doesn't understand that connection. Just like a person who has never, a blind person cannot appreciate what the color red is. A person who has never loved can never understand what love is. So a person who has not learned the deeper part of Torah can never understand how valuable his mitzvahs are. And the rewards, he does has no idea of what. The power of what he's doing is all about. And therefore, the reward is is going to be minimized because he just doesn't have that understanding. The Zohar says another tremendous benefit. and He says, through the learning of the Zohar and the hidden Torah, that will be the merit that will take us out of the exile. The redemption is going to depend on this. As, again, it says in the Zohar, he says, many people... Below are sustained from this Safer the Zohar that is there. But when it will be revealed in the end of times, that's when the tremendous redemption is going to happen. So if we want to get out of this Gullus and bring on Mashiach, because again, the whole point of Mashiach is what? It's not that the Jews are going to be the winners. That's not the whole point. It's going to be. But it's not going to be that all the wicked people will be judged, which is also going to be there. And up will be peace on earth. And all this stuff that's all nice stuff, but that's not the main thing. The main thing of Mashiach is the true understanding of God. And that can't happen if you're not studying this kind of stuff. It's just, not, never people, they want Mashiach, want Mashiach. If you don't understand the deeper functioning of, a, of this world, then you're not going to, what's Mashiach going to help? I'm sorry to tell you, I know a lot of people are very excited in Toronto about the playoff hopes. And the, the pleasure that I'm understanding after last night's incredible victory is like, you know, like people just, this is it. Okay, I'm sorry to tell you when Mashiach comes, there's going to be no NHL. <laughs> it's not going to exist. So that may put a damper on people's desires for Mashiach. So, uh, but when Mashiach will exist, everyone will see the folly in it. Okay, it's... We could call it, at, at at best, a waste of time, but okay, you want to waste your time, you waste your time, right? But when Mashiach comes, everyone's going to see this is ridiculous. So so why? Yeah. Because they're going to be closer to Hashem. They're to realize that's what's to really get excited about, and you can't compare the to in that way. And... Uh, It's interesting that Shalom HaKadosh writes that although the Zohar wrote the, the Kabbalistic work around the year 200, he says, but this great, the Zohar was written and it would be hidden for a long time until the last generations are coming. And just like the Jewish people didn't get exiled from Egypt until Hashem brought out something they weren't aware of for such a long time, the blood of the Korban Pesach the blood of circumcision, that's what had to be to get them out to bring the future. So that means they need an extra level of holiness. So for us to get out of this goal, we need an extra level of holiness that only comes from the studying of these works. And this is also the Vilna Gom says the same thing. That at the giving of the Torah at Sinai, Moshe was given 50 levels of wisdom. That's the top. That's everything. However, one of them got lost. One of them got lost because of the sins of the golden calf, whatever, whatever. And uh, only a little bit of that is was retained of that 50th level. He says that's why the goal is, is so long. Because that 50th level, it's all the mysticism. They weren't lost from Moshe, but it was lost from the, the Jews to receive it. They weren't in a mindset to receives such church and that's what this lengthy goal is about till we bring this all back so this is a tool this is really one large virtue over here the more you understand Hashem the more we'll get closer the more we're going to get out of this goal but now we get into more practical things and this is a very fascinating idea that is one that people feel very challenged with we often pray and we pray very hard and we're f- feel we're very sincere in our prayers and we could very well be sincere and often our prayers are not answered. So the question is why do our prayers not get answered? There can be all kinds of reasons for that but the great Kabbalist, the Leshem talks a lot about this and he brings from various discussion points from various Midrashim and he brings, he's asked why do the Jewish people not get their prayers answered? So he brings down, he says, you know what? We don't get answered. This is a very strange answer that's very hard to understand. He says, because we don't know Hashem's names. That's what he says very briefly. Now, what does that mean, Hashem's names? So we have to understand, what is a name? Why do you have to have a name? Why does Arthur have to have a name, Arthur? Why can't he best be you? answer is to be able to identify Arthur and not see. if I say Arthur then Arthur knows I'm talking to him if I say you then I've got four people not knowing t- who I'm talking to over here yeah. so sh- shame is how people I name a name is how people identify with you and that reveals who you are when I say Arthur we know exactly who I'm talking about and if we use other names to describe Arthur yeah Let's say we'll say charitable Arthur. Um, um, Humble, charitable Arthur. Every name I add, I'm learning more about the guy. Okay. Humble, charitable, sincere Arthur. Oh, I even know more about the guy. And I can go on with a lot of names. So guess what? And that is what? That's how I That's how he manifests to me, right? So therefore, the names of Hashem is how Hashem is revealed through his conduct to the creatures of the world. That's the essence of the name. A name is how does Hashem reveal himself to others through this name. So the names are really describing his actions. And therefore, the more a person knows Hashem's names and knows more of Hashem's conduct, He's more connected to Hashem and therefore the more he's connected to Hashem he's going to speak to Hashem with more clarity and sincerity because he knows who he's talking to. Let me give a simple example. Um, somebody's very sick. So what you do you call up the, the plumbing store and you say please can you help can you help? They said this person needs, and the person makes a mistake because he needs help with open-heart surgery, and people use the term, we have to fix the plumbing, right? That's what they say about open-heart surgery. So the guy looks in a phone book, he gets Lampert plumbing. <laughs> and, and he thinks that he's going to, and his is praying to him, he's praying to him, he's praying to him. Now, the way prayer goes, Hashem doesn't talk back, so to speak. But if you think all Hashem can do, if you're calling up the plumbing guy, he says, "I wish I could help you, but I can't help you because you're talking to the wrong guy." And you have to understand when you're talking to Hashem, you got to make sure you know who you're talking to. And Hashem is not an ATM machine, as all many people feel he is. So when you speak speaking to the ATM machine, Hashem's going to say, "Well, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way," but you don't know any different. So you have to you have to know who you're talking to. Now, if you understand, for example, the month of Er, the month that we just have begun. So what does that stand for? What are the three letters, Aleph, Yud, Resh, stands for the Pasuk that Hashem says, Ani Hashem Rophecha." I am Hashem your healer, your doctor. So you have to understand what it means that Hashem is a doctor. What does it mean that Hashem is a doctor? Oh, he's a doctor like Dr. Nusbaum. Well, Dr. Nussbaum is a wonderful doctor, but even Dr. Nussbaum will admit he's not Hashem. Dr. Nussbaum will say, I can't do any more than this. I can do everything to help you, but you know what, I can't even help you. Good. So we think, oh, he's like Dr. Nussbaum, so I guess Hashem can't help me on that either. If you understand who Hashem really is, and you you act in a way of deference to Him, then you feel close to Hashem, then you're going to get your prayers answered. So there's a tremendous value because if you're talking to God and understanding everything, so that the whole nature of your prayers are gonna be different. A simple example. You're praying to Hashem, people make a mistake and think, well, Hashem's the ATM machine. I pray to Hashem that this person should get better and he should listen to me. He says, well, you know what? You really don't have no, no, no prayer to get your thing answered that's not who you're, you're talking to the wrong person you're talking to the wrong God maybe the, the best thing Hashem could do for you is to not answer what you want because you have no idea what you want and so many times in life we're praying for something and we don't get it and the very thing you don't get is the very source of your salvation which doesn't make any sense because you don't have enough brains to understand things how Hashem understands and therefore, you don't get your prayers answered. Hashem said, if I answer your prayer, it's going to be disastrous for you. And you don't understand it because you don't understand who I am. If you really understand deeply, and this is all dependent on knowing the spheros and understanding how everything works. If you begin to understand the internal functions, you can begin to understand what I really should be asking from God. And, and that he will always answer you. And he'll answer positively. And sometimes the best answer is no, and you're thrilled to hear the answer is no. But if we don't understand that, then it's a major problem. And just like, for example, if you're, uh, if you're talking to God and you're praying, the commentaries say, what if you, play? you know, there's different ways to pray. And if you pray to Hashem without really understanding the depth of what you're asking for, so it becomes more of a general discussion so Hashem will will respond in a concealed way, and you're not really going to understand what he's up to. But if you understand the deeper aspects of Hashem, you understand. You know, there's a very complicated layer of discussion over here. Then Hashem can respond to it specific ways that you'll understand. You say, you know what, Hashem, I'm very happy with the answer that I'm getting. If you have a childish understanding of God, children are not easy to be. Um, when a child asks you to give you lots of candy, he doesn't realize that's going to hurt him. He hates the parent who says no. And they say, my parents don't love me. They don't answer me. But if they understand that this will be a disaster for you, then they're going to really appreciate that the answer was no. So, so many things in life, we're so sure we have to have this. And Hashem says, you know, you're so screwed up. You think this is, this is going to destroy you. So then you have to understand that, you know, Hashem is answered, but you don't see it that way. This cannot be done just by a few uh, discussion points. It's got to be understood. If you understand how Hashem works, then you can begin to understand why certain things are not happening for you. It's interesting in the Birchus HaTorah, and uh, we we ask Hashem, you know, we, we thank Him for, uh, with, with, there's the mitzvah of learning Torah and then we say Shem, make the Torah sweet and let us understand your Torah and we talk about the concept that you should do this all for, and give all these great things that come to Torah. for those that are Shemecha, those that know your name so what does it mean those that know your name so the villain going to explain based on what we're saying is that really, we're talking about Torah. We're talking about, we want to understand God's wisdom. We want that to be sweet. We want that to be something that for generations will have a connection to in your Torah. And we want that Torah to be, how? For those who know your name. So he says, so how does this work? You're talking about divine wisdom. You're talking about a human being below here who's trying to get something that's way up there. So how does the learning start? So the Vilna Gong says like this, the order of learning starts from bottom up. Bottom up. You know nothing. You're trying to learn things. You're coming working work yourself from the bottom. That's how you start learning. But what do you accomplish and what are you gifted with? From the top down. In other words, you're studying, but there's only so much you can understand. Then Hashem goes and piles on lots more. Okay? So, because when you begin to understand, there's more than just a simple understanding. When you're just learning what's on the surface, you're learning, learning, you have questions, you don't understand, this doesn't make sense, this contradicts this. When Hashem sees you're sincere and you're really trying to understand how Hashem is working, then Hashem blesses you and gives you understandings that other people can't understand. So therefore, if you're if you're trying to understand God's name. What's going to happen is, I really want to know you, Hashem. That's what learning has to be about. I'm not learning just to know what to do, which is important. But I'm really learning Torah so I can get to know you. And how to get to know you by knowing what you want me to do, but why you want me to do this, and, and for what benefits, it and what aspect of you is in this Torah. So therefore, you don't want to, the learning of the Torah on a simple level is, okay, I, I need to know what to do. It's interesting, when the Jews came on said, they said the words, Nas we will do and we will listen. And because they said we will do before we will listen, they got two crowns: one for doing, one for listening. Now if they would have said we will listen and do, they only would have gotten one crown. So what? So says the Zohar, when we said we will listen, that was an acceptance of doing mitzvahs. We will uh, uh, NASA we will do that, and we will listen was an acceptance of studying Torah because that's really what studying Torah is, listening to what God wants us to do. So why is there two crowns for that? If I would have said the the commitment the other way, the acceptance to learn Torah and then to do mitzvahs, it seems I would only get one crown. What was the difference? The answer is like this: If I say I will listen and I will do, it seems I'm learning Torah for only one reason, to know what to do. So really, that you're learning a lower level of Torah. And just learning Torah tell me what to do. But I still don't know who you are. So you get one crown. Very nice. When they said, now said, we will do. And then it says, we will listen. So what does that say? Well, I will do. What does that mean? I'm going to do the mitzvahs. Wait a minute. Even if you want to do the mitzvahs, you got to learn Torah to know what to do, don't you? How can you do you it? Know? So then what's the listening? After you're doing you're listening. Why are we listening after we're doing? The answer is after you're doing. I want to listen to the deeper part of Torah. I know what to do, but I don't understand how that enhances my relationship with Hashem. I know to keep Shabbos. I know every law of Shabbos. So I could stop learning Torah. No, you can't. Do you know how this how this specific part of Shabbos connects you to Hashem in the most beautiful way? Do you really begin to understand Hashem? Through keeping Shabbos? And that was the second commitment. And that's the real crown of Torah. That's the crown of tremendous connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the whole idea when we say, and we end off, people learning the Torah for your name, for the sake of your name. That's how the Chavetz Chaim explains this. And really the whole purpose of a Jew in this world as we say mystically, is to be a chariot of Hashem in this world. What's a chariot do? It moves someone from one place to another. You try to move and bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu more into this world and to be this chariot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, the second tremendous benefit is your prayers will have much more meaning. You'll be able to connect HaKadosh Baruch You will know Hashem in the deepest ways possible. Okay, there's two more... Um, Points to deal with to finish the introduction that we should take fairly quickly, and then tomorrow we will continue and really get into the 10 spheros and see how many things in this world are connected with this 10 spheros in all elements of existence. And things get a lot more. I mean, it's interesting now, but it'll get much more interesting as we continue. Okay, everybody.